So it's great to be on uh, this episode of the podcast. I have to pronounce this right. Cognac McLeod, the Hebridean baker. How are you? It's like you've lived in Lewis your whole life. (laughs) (laughs) It's great to have another chook there on the podcast. You see the stick I get. I can imagine, you know, and people talk about my funny accent, but now we can celebrate both our funny accents. <laughs> on this podcast. Exactly, exactly. So, and where are you up in Lewis just now? Yeah, so I'm based um, a, in the wee village of Cromore, which okay. uh, for the Gaelic scholars out there, they'll know uh, Cromore is the, the old Norse Gaelic for big cow. And we oh, were yeah. always pretty proud because the next village is called Krobik, which is little cow. So I was always pretty <laughs> proud that we had the big cows in our village, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. So a wee, wee bit, a wee bit uh, remote, but uh, it's a beautiful place. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. And we were I was speaking earlier or when I emailed you, you were telling me you're, you're working for UEFA and you're all over the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. I'm I'm a lucky man. I, I, I'm so lucky that uh, I I love my work and I love my my extracurricular, yeah. the Hebrew Baker. I'm in such yeah. a fort- fortunate position and I've worked, uh, I've been working now for UEFA for about four years um, on a development project, uh, which I'm sure we'll chat about. Yeah. But uh, it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a great thing to enjoy what you do. Yeah. Um, I'm a great believer in there's a, you might have come across it. Is it I think the lecturer was is it Alan Wells, I think his name was. Uh, he he did um, uh, Alan Watts, even Alan Watts, his name was. And he had a thing if money was no object, oh, you know, what would you do with yeah. your life if money was no object? And maybe, maybe I haven't got to the point where I, you know, I don't need money, but I, I, I certainly in life have strived to yeah. uh, do things I've been passionate about, and that that that's an absolute joy for me. Oh, it's it's. It's so um, synchronistic, I suppose, that uh, you know you're, you're right into your football as well. Because I, I always speak about how much it's given my life, not just kind of enjoying playing it and watching it, but when I travel, you know, certainly when I was traveling and, and just kind of backpacking and all that, uh, wherever I landed, I would in the eighties, I would just say Kenny Dalglish, and it, you would start a conversation. <laughs> you know, it was just a, such a. It opened up my world, I would say. I, I, w- I would say the same, you know, and um, I've been lucky to have so many kind of pinch me moments through my football career. You know, when I think of a, a 10 or a 12 year old self, um, you know, playing football on the road in the village yeah. and then imagine myself, you know, um, traveling with a Scottish team to, you know, World Cup qualifiers or, oh, yeah. uh, you know, being with UEFA or FIFA. And, and I, I I think if I could go back and tell tell my ten year old self what I'd be doing now, I think uh, I think that'd be pretty chuffed. Oh, it's a, I'm sure it's just an incredible journey as well. Then does football and before we you know talk about you the, the you know the the bakery and your business going out does does football still excite you? Do you still get a buzz when you go to Africa and different countries? Yeah, so I mean, my, my work now is um, I, I work in developing countries, looking and helping to professionalize the sport. Uh, yeah. So the kind of more off the pitch activity, um, maybe as opposed to yourself, uh, Donald, and what you do. Um, 
but the reward from that is is unbelievable it really yeah. is it's you, you can sense that um a lot of the the federations uh, last week i was in uh, zambia mm-hmm. and you i was doing a project with the uh the, the premier league clubs there wow. and you know at the end of the workshop which was like three or four days you could just sense their excitement about going back to the club and implementing all the things yeah. and you just came away with such an amazing sense of achievement um and if 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 that's what i can continue in my career i think i'm very fortunate so absolutely still get a a, a buzz from the sport i was never i think i peaked at um under 12 was my football was the highlight of my footballing career i'm from so the village of cremor is in the area of lochs lochs in, in lewis and i remember scoring a beauty from outside the box in the in the mcleod cup semi-finals and uh, i was dropped for the final and that was oh. that was it that's as far as i got um and but i even knew there at 12 i i wanted to get into football and uh, i tried a few different paths uh, through, I became a qualified referee. I moved to Russia to be a sports journalist wow. at the time, but eventually I found my, I found my niche and, uh, um, I'm very glad I did. Oh, that's how, again, it sounds an incredible journey, but you know, I love that story, which you just told me was scoring, you know, the beauty in the semi-final. <laughs> I have to say a bit of a ruthless coach cutting you for the final, <laughs> But that is one of the magics I find about football and sport in general. Isn't it? it doesn't matter how far back it goes. You'll still remember the moments, isn't it? You still remember. 100%. Yeah. When, when people say, where were you when, you know, yeah. uh, in, in stories that they have. And uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still a big supporter. You know, a lot yeah. of people said that maybe when you work in an industry, yeah. It's like, um, would you still love chocolate if you worked for Cadbury's, yeah. you know, <laughs> or whatever. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, with me, with football, I still, you know, sit down on a Saturday and watch final score, you know, the results oh. coming in. Like I was a 12-year-old watching oh. the, the teletext. Nothing's really changed. I yeah. still I still enjoy that. And um, a wee bit harder, obviously, with lockdown over the past couple of years, mm. going, to, going to watch matches, yeah. uh, of course. Um, but still love going going to the games as well. See, probably on a you know before we start talking about you know how you've developed your the business side side of things, how, what was it like growing up in Lewis in football? You know, I I grew up in Brora and Sutherland, and at that point before the bridges, you know, it took us two and a half hours to get to Inverness, and you went to Glasgow, you were about six hours. But over in Lewis, did you feel? feel did you have that sense of distance from Glasgow Edinburgh football or did you feel quite close was it no I think I think not just with football but generally in life you you know you're Scottish but there's a real distinction and, and certainly at the time when I uh, was born in 1974 mm. so say early 80s when I really you know kind of got into football um, of course when you're when you're from a place like uh, Lewis you don't have the immediacy of a club. Mm. So naturally you're going to support a club because mm. of friends or yeah. you know something that you've seen at a game. Mm. Um, so naturally you'll, you'll gravitate to, to one of the, the mainland clubs. Even Ross County, which would be our closest club, yeah. didn't really hit the heights at that point in the 80s. So, um, so you, you do feel quite distanced from yeah. it, um, but it doesn't take away from the passion at all 
absolutely not yeah. and um you know you would see me playing football Brilliant. 20 20 hours a day every day uh in that way um but you probably know that um there's uh something quite unique about uh the island of lewis yeah. as it has the largest rangers yeah. supporters in the world in the world yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm i'm on the other half of the island a yeah. very small half of the yeah. island as a, as a celtic fan yeah. but it's a very devoted uh rangers community on the island which I'm is sure. just fascinating <laughs> Brilliant. So let's uh, talk a little bit because I've got you the book here. Ah, Probably the wrong way around. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about how this came about, then, Conya. Yeah. So the the Hebridean Baker. Um, s- simply, what I would say, Donald, is uh, oh, I, I, even when I've lived away from the island, I've been. Uh, a very passionate Hebridean. I'm yeah. so proud of where I'm from. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to find a way that I could talk about the islands, talk about our uniqueness or our identity or culture or, or the Gaelic language. Yeah. And um, I've always loved bacon. It's always been a real passion, yeah. passion of mine. And I thought, well, if if I am baking, if I'm making videos about baking, I can tell other stories. Yeah. I can tell stories about the island. I can talk in Gaelic. And I thought that was quite a good conduit to, yeah. to making that happen. Yeah. Now, when I started, of course, I never had any expectation that I'd have more than 100 followers or yeah. <laughs> uh, whatever. Um, but in just over a year, I've had 16 and a half million That's people. Incredible. No, I know it's bonkers. I can't even, I can't, I, I can't put it into perspective at all, you know. Um, so, and, you know, there's, there's the, 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 the positivity of the content I create around the world has been, has been amazing. So um, I, I chose the platform TikTok because um, it allows you to kind of express kind of video content mm. in a short amount of time. It kind of worked from yeah. what I was trying to do. Um, and I've just been so lucky. It's just worked so well, but it all began because my aunt, uh, she's 93, my aunt Bellac, and still every day she bakes. She's, Brilliant. I mean, if Brilliant. I was if I was like that at 53, never mind 93, I'd be delighted. <laughs> and um, she was talking about a couple of recipes and she was saying how she was, you know, worried that folk would stop making them because they weren't, you know, they were traditional yeah. island recipes. Yeah. And so she taught me the recipes and I just thought, you know, I'm just going to post these videos of these recipes online, yeah. not knowing yeah. if anybody would watch them. And yeah, since then it's, it's turned into a phenomenon. It really has. And what came first then? What came first? You know, your, your love of baking, you know, your idea, I'll, I'll do a, almost a food baking book. God, I'm going to, I'm wanting to do something around, you know, Lewis, the island's mm. culture, you know, or, or did they come together? Which came first for you when you were thinking? Well, about I would love to say that I, I had this big strategy ah. from day one, but it, it was pretty natural, um, the kind of different parts. The main the main type of content I create is, um, is obviously the baking, yeah. um, the stories about the islands, we Gaelic lessons, talking about whiskey or foraging or yeah. anything that I think is quite identifiably Hebridean or Scottish. 
And really from that, actually, the I was plodding along quite happily making content, but not thinking anything else of it. And I don't know if you remember our old pal, uh, Donald Trump. He oh. was tried to, he tried to ban TikTok in America. Because it was and, Chinese, wasn't it? Chinese yeah, exactly, yeah. And um, so, um, you know, Elle magazine, you know, the yeah. women's yeah. magazine in America. Elle magazine, unbeknownst to me, wrote an article saying, um, the only thing I'd miss about TikTok is the Hebridean baker. Oh, and it was like in, in Elle magazine, a pretty big yeah. magazine. Now, I've, I do remember a moment when I think I'd made something like, a, I don't know, it was a hot, hot toddy cake or something anyway, something yeah. pretty simple. I remember the next day I woke up and I had tens of thousands of new followers and I was like <laughs> no, that cake was much better, <laughs> better than I thought. unbeknownst to me this article had gone out and suddenly you know yeah. the US market was 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 getting to know me and um and slowly but surely like within maybe about two months I had over a hundred thousand followers and it just went from there so there's been I'm not going to say uh, I'm thankful for Donald Trump but yes. there's been certain things there's been certain things uh, that have kind of give, given given it a wee kickstart and um, from that it's just turned into one of the best experiences of my life okay and you know because yeah, I know you're you know you're 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 a humble guy, so you'll not see it. But being able to do that well on on TikTok, that's a right skill set to be able to kind of produce those videos, though. Well, do you know maybe this is where my experience on the football side came came to help mm. because. I'm not too sure, Donald, if I am even the best baker in my village, never mind the best baker in the Hebrides. But what I knew from my kind of day job, if you know what I mean, uh, how important creating a brand and an image uh, and a storyline was. And so what I feel that I have done unintentionally, but it's now worked, is is created uh, a a brand that people have bought into and enjoy. Uh, And... You know, it's it's silly things like, um, you know, wearing the fair isle jumpers and my furry hat and yeah. the wee dog and all the things that uh, and the kilt and everything. So um, and speaking Gaelic and being proud of all, yeah. of all those things, it's just it's just resonated yeah. um, with people. Uh, about seventy percent of my followers are in North America. Are they seventy? Um, yeah. So from that, I think it's you know the old country like you know seeing something that uh, they 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 want to hark back to you know yeah so it's it's been a, it's been great because i've done nothing apart from the things i love yeah i haven't had to change anything that i would normally do i'm just sharing stories and and recipes that i would love myself brilliant and you know i'm looking at the cover of the book and i'm a great dog lover myself so is it shortest <laughs> the dog Shortest, yeah. Shortest is the Gaelic for George, yeah. and he he's some character. Actually, people keep saying, "Oh, could Shortest have his own 
Instagram account. I'm like, no, because then nobody would come to my Instagram account. <laughs> um, I think people suffer my bakes and recipes just to see some more about Shoras, but uh, it's it's always good to have a sidekick. And Shoras oh, is definitely. a pretty good sidekick, <laughs> sidekick to have. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you the other thing I noticed, uh, you know, and, and you're obviously passionate about the Lewis and the Highlands in Scotland, but you, the books totally dispelled the myth that myth uh the weather's poor over in scotland because <laughs> it's always well, bright you know sunny do you know what i have to say it took three days to get that photo honestly it was it was the end of may and it was like it was like the middle of december and just that little moment where the sun shone and we were like right let's get down to luscan oh. Beach. um but i i love the fact that there is kind of beautiful photography of the yeah. islands and, and quite unique stories. I remember um, they gave me, the, I was working with a publisher. They had got in contact with me and said, would you be interested in writing a book? And uh, I said, let me think about it. And I thought about it for about three and a half seconds yeah. and uh, tried uh, trying to act cool, you know, uh, <laughs> and I said yes. And they really gave me, you know, a kind of open opportunity to shape, yeah. shape it and, uh, uh, when I said I'd love to share some kind of traditional stories or some family mm -hmm. stories, they yeah. were they were really supportive of it. And there was one, there's one in there. Um, well, the 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 final the final line in the story is, uh, and that was the day my father gave the queen crabs. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so for those of you who haven't read the story, I won't spoil the story, yeah. but I remember when it was published, I was thinking, I wonder if they actually read that. I, I, I'm still surprised I got away with writing that story, oh, yeah. or at least that line. Yeah. But uh, I, 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 I really enjoyed the process of writing the stories as well as making the recipes. Oh, See, um, Konya, what's it like, you know, coming and living in a place called Lewis, you know, and I'm from, a, you know, a small village on the coast as well. And so I, I can relate to that is what's it like building a business which your business there is is worldwide now you know what was the challenges and and what do you think what is the opportunities just now for anyone that's looking to start up a, almost a digital business worldwide yeah yeah well i think i think the first thing that's really important is uh just firstly to do what you're passionate mm. about people people can sense authenticity mm. But they can also sense when it's not authentic. Yeah. You can you can you can play a character or you can do something that's not yourself for a wee while, but it you can't do it for very long because yeah. people just can tell straight away that it's not authentic. Yeah. So first thing is just do something that you're passionate about. Um, the I think we're we're quite lucky just now, not just from Scotland, but particularly the Hebrides. Mm. It's quite, it's nearly come into fashion in yeah. a way, the Hebrides. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen, over, even over lockdown, the amount of travel shows with Joanna Lumley or this yeah. one or that one, who came to the islands, you know, yeah. um, and, and made it seem quite exotic yeah. in a way. Um, exotic on, on our doorstep. Yeah. So I think that there was a wee bit of timing for me uh, in that. But when it comes to kind of creating a brand and, and working from a, a small place, but with a kind of big opportunity, the, the first thing is it's hard work. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it, you really have to work like a beast to, to get to work yeah. because think about it. There's, I think somebody told me there's 11,000 cookbooks a month released across yeah. the world. So what makes yours stand out or what, what makes your product stand out against the rest? Um, so the first thing is having the right concept and the right idea. And a bit like the, the, that lecture, Alan Watts, I, I mentioned, um, if, you've, if you're passionate about something, you'll find your tribe. Mm. You'll find other people who are as passionate about you know, mm. um, you, what, what you are. And that's, that's what happened to me is, um, is exactly that. But I don't think it's a huge disadvantage anymore um, be, being uh, a little bit kind of remote to Glasgow or London or, or whatever. There's definitely times where I've had to travel and um, I've actually just found out uh, today that I'm off um, for a two-week book tour of America, which is oh, really exciting. Nice. So you can't, do, you can't do everything from home. Yeah. Um, but I think when it comes to the kind of digital side of things, content creation, I think there's huge advantages of being in such a beautiful landscape. Uh, I know you're seeing the kitchen behind, but I'm looking at the window to uh, the water and islands and boats going past, you know, fishing boats going past, and yeah. it's idyllic, yeah. idyllic. Apart from the hailstones and the <laughs> 70 mile gales as well. But if I can see past those, then it's, then it's idyllic. <laughs> I know, I'm laughing, you know, and, and you were talking about authenticity, and I think there's an amazing thing about knowing who you are and what you're all about. And I always remember I was living in London and I went to the Royal Scottish Corporation to kind of join there, you know, in Covent Garden, just yeah. outside. And I went through the front door and this would have been late 80s. And there was a, it was a guy from Lewis that was running. I'm sure it was, his name might be Norman MacLeod. And he's from Point. Sounds a bit right. A historian. <laughs> and, and he said, oh, I'm looking. I said to him, I'm looking to be, get a membership. He says, what's your name? And I said, Tom Norton. And he said, I know exactly who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a great historian. And he, he knew my family to a T. You know, and wow. uh, well, do you know what's do you know what's really interesting with that? Um, taking that to to Gaelic, um, if you say the phrase in Gaelic "cosa how," it technically it we said for "where are you from," but in yeah. Gaelic it actually means "who are you from." Yeah. So when we when when somebody says to me "cosa how," that actually we use the the patronymic we use our grandfather's nickname mm. to explain who and where we are from. Yeah. So, so, for example, I would say Smisha Kanyoch Morcha and Time, because and Time was my grandfather's nickname. And yeah. so I would, wherever I was growing up, if anybody asked me, Kosa how, uh, or where, who, or where are you from? Yeah. That's how I would describe it. And same as you, they'd go, oh, I know, oh, I know your family, you know? <laughs> you know, the great thing about that as well, is it, is through your name, isn't it? You're, when you're saying it, you're almost telling a story, isn't it? You're telling a story about who you are and what you're all about. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, funnily enough, Kanyoch, um, and don't laugh uh, because I can see your face here. And all, but Kanyoch is the old Gaelic word for handsome. Okay. Oh, totally. My poor mother, I, 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 again, I know I peaked with football at the age of 12, but probably <laughs> my good looks peaked at the age of three, day, three days old. It's gone downhill since oh. then. But um, McLeod, um, Mac, of course, many 
will know means son. Yeah. Uh, Gaelic. George. Um, George was the was the the, the last king of Man when mm. when the Hebrides were part of the Nordic uh, kingdom. Um, uh, George was the king. Mm. And so Mac Lyodge is king of Lyodge, sorry, son of Lyodge, the son of the king. Uh, or in Old Norse, Lyodge, the word Lyodge means ugly father. So I can either say I'm handsome son of the king or handsome <laughs> son of the ugly father. And my poor <laughs> dad wasn't the broadest looking guy in, on the island. So I think it's more oh. the second one. Oh, yeah. no, no, I'm sure not. Uh, you see, but it's great. I, you know, I'm a, I live my history and that what you forget sometimes, isn't it? That you're talking about Lewis right the way down to the Isle of Man. And that, that whole, it was a whole sea kingdom, wasn't it? Right the way up to the North. Sea. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was, it's a, it's a fascinating history and one that still impacts us today, really. I mean, um, I think of that there's 113 villages on the islands of Lewis and Harris. And I believe, I think it's 103 of them, or 104 of them have uh, old Norse or Norwegian names. Um, so even just in our day-to-day lives, even if we don't realize, we're still being very influenced uh, by that. And I think we do look north a lot um, in Scotland, but uh, yeah. particularly in the Hebrides. Yeah. Um, it's, it, I think it's just culturally, we, are, we, we feel more attached uh, to our northern neighbours, and so I think it's um, I, I think it's a good thing. I've spent I spent some time working in the Faroe Islands, and oh. that was a fantastic experience. I don't know if you've ever yeah. been. A half of our friends, it's been, and they rave about it as well. I said it was, it oh, was kind of what you would love the Hebrides to be like. It, it's it's what the Hebrides would be like if. Mm anybody would give us some money <laughs> as in we we kind of scrimp and save and take the, the broken ferries and yeah. you know anything that's left over and then you go to the Faroe Islands and out, I think it's out of the 13 inhabited islands 11 of them are connected by undersea know, yeah. tunnel and everywhere's 5g I can't get x I you know I'm, I'm on the top of the hill trying oh. to get a, a mobile phone reception so it's kind of what what we should be like you know there's direct flights yeah. to iceland every day and denmark every day you know we're lucky to get a flight to inverness you know once a week we're pretty happy with that so it's still totally. it's our economy our economy needs to develop and and maybe tourism is the way it will uh, develop uh, so we've got to challenge ourselves in the islands the next few years to understand what we're going to do as a, as a, as a community yeah, I think it's full of, as you said, that, you know, there's big change, full of opportunities. I always laugh when I hear anyone talking about, a politician talking about 5G. And if I'm driving back up to Inverness from Glasgow, you can't even get the radio at Brewer for about 10 miles. <laughs> <laughs> right, 5G. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's quite interesting. There was a, a great quote from uh, when Donald Dewar became our first minister. I'm sure he had been to the island before, but it was the first trip to the island after he became first minister. Mm -hmm. And he was over in the area of Uig on the west side of the island. And there was an old Kalioch, as we say, an old lady out working the croft. And he went up to her and said to her, "Um, don't you feel remote? And she replied, remote from where? Uh And his perception was, well, you must feel far away from Edinburgh. You must feel far away from Glasgow. And I don't think people on the island think that way. No, I don't think we sit here craving 
um, noise you know, and busy. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's not to say it's not to have. It's important to have contrast, but uh, we. I, for an island that is remote, you'll never hear anybody from Lewis saying that word. Yeah, yeah. But I think that is, I think that's a great point. And, it, you know, you know, it's pretty deep, really, isn't it? But that's that sense of, again, who you are and where you're from and what your roots are. And in the end, everything's around you. You need, really, isn't it? It is. It is. And, and, and there's a, an element of, um, I think, Kind of again, if we're getting a wee bit deeper, I, I was talking to somebody recently about uh, this concept of being happy. You know, if you if you're striving to be happy every day, unfortunately, you're going to fail yeah. every so often. Yeah. You know, because life's just not life should yeah. be like that. But uh, somebody told me that um, if you strive to be fulfilled, yeah. if you strive for your life to be full of things that you enjoy, and yeah. and and yeah. that's a much better. Uh, goal in life than to always try and be happy because yeah. fulfillment yeah. will give you great memories it'll keep you happy yeah. but you'll also be challenged by it as well so i hope that you know on an island where it's tough it's tough yeah. living here yeah. you know the, the weather yeah. people a lot of people uh, come to the island when they move here for the first time for a quieter life or a slower life i don't know anybody from lewis who doesn't have four jobs uh, and and a croft and sheep and you know the all the other things um it's you have to be a very busy person to want to live in the islands i know i often i often think just in my own life you know coming from a rural area and it, it, it be you're describing it on lewis you know if someone moves there from especially a city i always think you know you have to be almost at peace with yourself because you know, there's there's less distractions to keep you away from yourself. You know, there's yeah, maybe, and that's uh, we spoke just before we went uh, online about the perils of uh, the paths that you can go down. Some yeah. good and some bad. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, because we're still we're still um, a, a set of islands that are very influenced by the church. For example, mm. you know, the the Sabbath is still. Still pretty um, held um, in that way, but there's also many folk that react against that as yeah. well, and so you you, you can get uh, it to be a bit of an island of extremes as mm. well, which isn't so healthy uh, yeah. if it is um, be it kind of alcohol or or something like that that takes you away from the church. Or yeah. uh, so luckily, I've kind of stuck in the middle the middle path. I don't mind a dram, and I'll, I'll I'll go to church every so often, but I'll stick I'll stick to the middle path. See, that, that's because you've been listening to Alan Watts as well. You're a great <laughs> philosopher, and I have to admit, I've got one of his books behind you because I think, you know, he was a genius in what he said, wasn't it? And full of contradictions as well. You know, that as as we all are. Yeah, there's no harm in that sometimes yeah. when you need to make a point. Yeah, without <laughs> a doubt, without a doubt. Well. See if anyone wants to kind of get your book, The Hebridean Baker, or, or, or catch you on TikTok or any of the social medias. Where should they go, Konya? Well, I, I've made it very easy for everybody. Yeah. Uh, so it's Hebridean Baker on TikTok and Instagram. And oh. the, book, um, the book's gone great guns, Donald. It was the best-selling uh, Scottish cookbook of, of last year. And as I said, uh, so excited about heading off to the US and Canada in May for the for the book tour. Wow. Uh, I think that's just going to be a, just 
the, one of the most fun experiences of my life going out there. Been so proud to be able to promote Scotland and the Hebrides um, over there. I think it's just going to be great fun. So there's some really exciting things I, uh, coming up this year. So yeah, definitely keep post, keep, uh, keep keep tuning in. Brilliant, brilliant. And uh, it's been great speaking to you, and it's great to speak about someone who obviously loves what they do so much as well, and, and done it and not uh, compromised who they are or what they're about in, in order to do that. So I'm sure it's been great, and it's been a very inspiring speaking to you. Thanks, Don. Hopefully, we'll pass will cross again. Cheers, Kanye.